Welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge podcast. I'm Laura Ohms and have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Ryan Bercota today on this episode. So Ryan is a sports chiropractor out of Chicago. He's also an endurance athlete and a dad of two little boys. So welcome, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me, Laura. It is great to have you on today. So last episode, um, we talked about the year of the complete athlete, which is the theme at Edge this year, 2018. And we talked about several components that we thought were just essential to the growth of, you know, creating this holistic, complete athlete. Um, And I think many athletes find chiropractic support and care an essential part of their, you know, training and racing journey. So I find that this is really relevant to have you on, Ryan, following the coattails of that episode. So Ryan, why don't you share with us a little bit of your background in chiropractic care? Sure. So originally growing up, I really knew nothing about chiropractors or chiropractic uh, and and what it was um, until a, a buddy of mine had uh, who who I played soccer with growing up. He had had some injuries to his hip, and he was he decided uh, to go see a chiropractor and uh, had really good success with it. So that kind of intrigued me. I would say uh, growing up, I really had thought since I was in about sophomore year in high school that uh, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, and I had this dream that I was going to be living out in Vail, treating the U.S. ski team, and <laughs> that was. Uh, that was my vision. Um, and it turns out that after shattering, shadowing some orthopedists, um, they weren't really treating a lot of high athletic, uh, individuals. And there were a lot of kind of older populations with, uh, hip replacements and knee replacements and, uh, individuals not living the healthiest of lifestyles. Uh, so that's when chiropractic kind of came back into the picture. Uh, and in my college years, I played soccer at Augustana, which was right across the uh, Mississippi River from the birthplace of chiropractic, uh, Palmer College of Chiropractic, which is where I eventually got into my education. Uh, and in terms of my background, I would say uh, personally, I never was one to quickly jump to drugs or a surgical option Mm -hmm. and instead wanted something a little bit more holistic and non-invasive. So that's kind of where chiropractic had popped back into my life and where I decided to go down that route, Mm -hmm. I guess I would say. Yeah. And I know we've talked about a little bit before Mm -hmm. how, you know, I think people have certain associations when they hear the word chiropractor for better or for worse. Sure. Um, so to you, usually usually worse, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so what do you have to say about that? So, yeah. So at at a very, at a very root level, you know, I'd say the stigma with most chiropractors, there are two things that I hear. One of them being that, um, that they, they crack your neck and crack your back. And I'm super, some people are super afraid of the, the, the neck cracking or we, we call it an adjustment. Um, and the second thing that I hear a lot is that once you, once you go to a chiropractor, you have to go forever. Um, so those are kind of the two, I think, negative stigmas, uh, on the positive side, certain people that have had been under chiropractic care for, uh, their life or have been raised getting it done, um, they, they usually tend to have a very loving relationship with that professional. Uh, at a very root level, though, chiropractic 
is really what it means is Cairo is hand and practic is the, the practice of hand. So it's essentially healing using the hands. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. So, so it, it really can mean anything. So it doesn't necessarily need to mean uh, somebody adjusting your neck or your back. It can mean any sort of soft tissue treatment, manipulation, uh, which is kind of more along the realms of how I treat. I, I treat a lot of muscles and ligaments and tendons Mm-hmm. and fascia so you know in terms of uh, in the athletic realm a lot of people will come in with sprained ankles or it band syndrome or things of that nature and uh that line of hands-on work is super beneficial uh, yeah. for that yeah which we can get into more later if we, sure sure should we talk about it yeah absolutely um yeah and i've heard you say like athletes or athletics a couple of times so your like niche mm. is working with athletes correct absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely it's it's who i who i gel and vibe with the most and um also it is a population of people that have a want to improve which is great to work with somebody that actually wants to listen wants to improve wants to be an active participant in their health mm-hmm. as opposed to uh having a client that is coming in that is just just is like get me out of pain i'm not going to take any charge of this i just want you to do it that's not my my bread and butter that's not the client that i want yeah that's really interesting i didn't really think about it that way but when you say it like that i do think that makes sense like athletes come in like they have this greater goal or greater vision that they're working towards and if something in their body is not functioning properly like they really you know, want to be a part of the solution. Absolutely. Absolutely. That they want to be a part of it. They are more in tune, in tune with it. Uh, In terms of clients of mine that are high performing athletes, they will tend to say something along the lines of once I hit mile 20 on my run, I feel this tiny little twinge in my inner thigh here. And I feel like it's throwing me off of balance and and my my gait is not as fluid, uh, so that's the that's Very the athlete. Specific. Yeah, that's the that's the client that comes into me that's an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the non athlete will generally come in and say, "I have pain somewhere in this region. I don't know why or when, but fix it." So, right. Yeah. Big difference there. Big, huge huge difference. contrast. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, it just sounds like you like the energy of working with athletes. I do. Yeah. I do absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I should say too, I've seen Ryan for a little while now. And so I really appreciate working with him and working as a team together, yes, you know, absolutely. To, to try to figure out what's going on and, you know, how to feel better overall. So yeah. Same mutual. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, you know, you, you work with athletes. It's a big part of your life. You also are an athlete. So Ryan is like a huge, I would say endurance athlete. You've done a lot of really adventurous <laughs> I, things I, I in the pre- past. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the confidence in me. The two boys are cutting into my endurance athletics, but, uh, oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure. still, I'm still, still on the bandwagon. Yes. Yeah. I do want to so, talk about family life, but first, like what, what would you say are some of your highlight moments? you know, in your career as an endurance athlete thus far? In terms of endurance athletics, well... Oh, that's right. Because you were a soccer yeah, player I, for yeah, a while. So I start, yeah, that, I think that's a complete different... So I I, I was competitive growing up, you know, right. played collegiate soccer. Uh, the team sport realm was all I really knew. Back then, to me, running was punishment. Uh, that's how that's how we were always brought up. If you, if you messed around at practice or, or weren't paying attention... 
uh, you'd be punished by running. So I, I hmm. originally had a very negative, uh, kind of an aversion towards, towards running. So post-college went to Cairo school and following that kind of decided I wanted to, I had lost a little bit of that competitive vibe that I, I'd once had in, in collegiate sports and wanted to test myself a little bit. So I think 2009 was decided I was going to do Chicago marathon. So I did a couple of marathons, 2009, 2010 and both Chicago and really enjoyed it and really learned how to, how to pace myself, I guess, as opposed to the, the, the soccer realm where I'm uh, just on full out either sprint or sprint yeah. or walk. So really different. So total, sure. total different. Uh, I think I got that the first runner's high at, after like my 10 mile run. And <laughs> I really understood, uh, the, the joy in it, um, and was a little bit competitive with it. And then decided after that, uh, that marathons are fun. Um, but I'm treating all these Ironman athletes, uh, Robin Lalonde being one of them. And that's how we met, which, uh, mm-hmm. we'll get into why uh, I'm associated with edge as well. Yeah. But, uh, again, back to what you said about feeling the energy of, uh, the athletes and them wanting to strive to do big things. I found myself, uh, 2011, I think the year I didn't do a marathon treating some Ironman athletes and, and as they were coming up to race Madison or Arizona, just the energy was so great. And the excitement was so great. And I'd been with them through this nine month journey. Uh, and then afterwards seeing them complete an Ironman, I was super exciting. So I said, Hey, let me do, let me, let me try this Ironman thing out. Awesome. And then, uh, did uh, a couple of Ironmans, 2012 in Madison and 2014 in Boulder. Sprinkled some halves in there too. And that was a, just an absolute blast. I learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about uh, time management um, in life and in sport. And then from there, decided, hey, let me try something else. And uh, that was ultra running, which now, now I'm absolutely in love with and have been running trails and ultras since uh 2014 since after boulder yeah so now i've done um a couple of 50 milers ran across the grand canyon and back Mm -hmm. uh i was hoping you would mention (laughs) yeah yeah that was that was an epic adventure with some fellow edgies Uh um leadville 50 miler that was a my first 50 miler that was a great experience running up in the mountains really uh really found peace And now going on to this year, I'm going to tackle my first 100 miler, which uh, will be in September of this year. So, so definitely stay tuned uh, <laughs> with that. And so, yeah. so yeah, I think I've I've been uh, really just really enjoying that uh, ability to just get out and connect with nature and uh, run for a long time and find some uh, peace and some zen in what I do. So yeah. less competitive, I would say now more more on the realm of really just pushing myself to see how far I can go one foot in front of the other and, uh, test my, uh, kind of battle my internal inner demons maybe, or just, uh, dig deep within, I guess is, is more. Yeah. Wow. That's so well said. Yeah. That's awesome. I was going to ask, you know, like, what is it about the trail and, um, you know, the ultras that you find so attractive, but you pretty much just answered that. Like you, you find peace there you get into this like Zen zone and you just want to keep pushing to see what your limits are. Yeah. I found now, unfortunately I'm out in the suburbs 
But uh, I found when I lived in the city, I, I didn't really know that I was missing nature so much until wow, yeah. I actually got out and mm-hmm. was, you know, driving from the South Loop and out to the out to the trails at Bullfrog Lake and Maple Lake and just the pure joy and positivity and connection with the natural world has made me a, a better person. It's It's helped in terms of my patience, in terms of my overall just outlook on life and happiness. So I, I think it's now I've since moved out to about five minutes from those trails so I can be closer to them. Mm. And uh, it's been an integral part of my life as well as my, my family's life. So yeah, that's very grateful for nature. Yeah. I, oh man, I live in the city and I, my husband and I, we do miss so much being closer to, you know, you have a park rates on, like we park have a rates park, on the road. but it's like <laughs> a lot, it's a lot of green space, but not necessarily trail like. So sure. yes, but we are grateful for our parks nearby. Absolutely. Sure. So, you know, you've mentioned your family and also, you know, this, um, training for this a hundred miler, let's say. I'm sure, you know, people like that aren't a Uh-oh. part of the endurance athlete community are like, that's how can you possibly do that? You know, that's crazy. Even those of us that are a part of the community and, you know, we have families of our own and it's just so challenging to take time oh. away from the family. Oh, but yes. you said, you know, you just said you're a better person for it. So it's like, how do you yes. reconcile that and balance that oh. out? Oh, <laughs> man, that's a, that's a great question. Well, number one, I have a saint of a wife and and partner (laughs) that understands that running those distances and running out in trail does make me a better person. Um, so that's having her blessing is, is obviously the most important thing (laughs) and her understanding. Cause if it, if it was something that divided us, I wouldn't be participating in it. So that's, uh, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, the other thing is uh, that I family's first, first and foremost, and so I have to build around that and train at very odd times. Like I know you've you've seen me try and get in a quick thirty minute workout session in between seeing clients where I'm crank the treadmill up to fifteen percent and just hammering for uh, for the thirty minutes that I was able to get in. So finding those little blips of time or waiting till I put the kids to bed and have dinner and then training late at night and sometimes getting up. I I find myself getting up earlier and earlier and earlier. Mm -hmm. The 4 a.m. mark is being hit more than I'd like to, (laughs) but kind of getting, getting it in where I can fit it in. And um, on weekends, definitely uh, up early trying to, trying to get Mm -hmm. some long stuff in and, and, and breaking it up. But I think in, I think in terms of like training for it, it's really been a, a journey in building my fitness over years to be mm-hmm. able to handle it sure. as opposed to just say, hey, I'm starting from couch and let me let right, me exactly. get to a get to 100 miler this year. So yeah, you have a pretty solid foundation. Mm-hmm. I, do sure. a, I, I do. I do. I yeah. do. It could be better, yeah. but but yeah. it's it's solid enough. So, yeah. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who, um, you know, wants to like has the desire to to push their boundaries a little bit but is just so terrified or you know has just kind of like shut down like that's I couldn't do that that's impossible like for instance I'm thinking back I don't know maybe 10 years ago I'm like I'll never run a marathon there's no way you know for all of these reasons and you know then slowly but surely I did a 10k half marathon now I've done marathons but like 
I don't know what you found inspiration in or how you, you know, like chose to like take those first steps, but what would you say to somebody who's just like scared to even start? Sure. I, yeah, absolutely. That's, I hear that all the time. Um, and what I would say is start small, small increments Mm -hmm. and never say never. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of my clients that I I kind of plant seeds with them because, you know, they may say, you know, I've, uh, five K's are my limit. I I don't want to do anymore. Um, I don't think I can ever do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. A lot mm-hmm. of that negative self-talk, mm-hmm. uh, that that has to be removed um, and start small and start start with maybe uh, a 10K or a half marathon or just slowly build up because you'll, you will find throughout that build, I mean, that, that you will gain confidence and you'll, you may desire to push more. I, th- I think... I think first I would say, what do you desire to do? If if they have a desire to run a hundred miler, they can do it. They just need to kind of work slowly in those increments. Uh, if you would have asked me before I did my first 50 miler, uh, would you ever want to do a hundred? I, I may say, I, I don't know if I can do that. That, that might be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. But after getting a 50 under my belt and then running across the Grand Canyon, kind of my confidence builds a little bit. And so yeah. then I want to push myself to the next level. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, so start small, So start small, small, yeah. yeah, very small increments and then, and then match that with your desire. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm just thinking like have people around you that are like rooting for you, you know, it, whether it's like teammates or I don't know, people you, you can train with. Sure. Or family the, that knows what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the in terms of like the whole athlete i think that that culture around you that supportive culture is an integral part of it you know Mm -hmm. aside from the self-work you do need you know i have my my wife jesse and i have all of my friends at edge and uh without them and having that crew uh of of like-minded people i think it's a lot harder to do on your own so right yeah yeah, so you mentioned your crew at Edge. So let's talk a little bit oh. about how you found the place. I actually don't even know. Well, I guess you, you mentioned you, you knew Ra- or Robin at some yeah, point yeah, through think, triathlon. Yeah, yeah. so okay. well, so Robin, it's kind of kind of a funny story. Robin and I have, have told a lot of people this. Uh, so she was referred to active body, and she was actually referred to see one of my coworkers. And my coworker was too busy, and I was kind of the young buck. Uh, <laughs> Cairo. And so they, they put her with, they put her with the newbie, which was me. Uh-huh. And that was in 2010, I believe 2009 to 2010 when uh, both Robin and Brian were training to do Ironman Arizona, which was their first Ironman. Mm-hmm. And we, we hit it off. I, I helped them throughout Ironman was able to, to get them to the finish line, uh, all healthy we became friends and following that Robin had gotten into ultras and so had Brian. And so we became friends as well as uh, me being their Cairo, treating them for various ailments or for performance based um, treatment. And the idea of edge had, I believe popped, popped up in maybe 20, 13 or so 2013 or 2014 and the the idea of this recovery lounge and this place where athletes go to work on this 
less known side of things it was it had been brewing and robin had talked with me about it mm-hmm. and I, I i remember when they they got a space i i walked in when it was just uh just some studs in there and nothing else and nothing nothing had been built and and at that time robin having having me had worked on her and other athletes in the community she had said you know when I, we open this space we want you to work here with us and uh wow. take care of our athletes are you are you in and i i said not even a stutter absolutely that's awesome um, why wasn't it, there even a stutter like why were you so <laughs> you were so confident you were in uh well because because of robin and brian honestly they're mm-hmm. they're knowing knowing who they are and their integrity and their energy mm-hmm. um i i knew that what they created would be something special yeah. and uh the people that would come around it would be something special and now that's obviously right. a few years later that's what it is so yeah so yeah amazing yeah mm-hmm. and so since then you know ryan's been a super essential member of edge doing what he said taking care of athletes and just being a part of the team too sure um yeah there's been a whole crew of of people at edge who have done all these amazing endurance feats such as running across the grand canyon <laughs> and such um but yeah it's a ryan's just yeah part of the community and uh, yeah yeah i did want to ask you what were some common injuries that you see you know from runners or triathletes um you know and any uh, maybe tips or advice you could give to proactively alleviate (laughs) those so um in terms of common injuries i see the the main main one with uh, endurance athletes is going to be overtraining, um, overtraining, just meaning doing too much too quickly. So in terms of addressing that, uh, what, what I'll see with that overtraining is a couple of common injuries. So I'll see it band syndrome. I'll see patellar tendonitis. I will see a lot of Achilles tendonitis or plantar fasciitis, Sometimes uh, hip-related issues, mm-hmm. core-related issues. Generally, um, with the swimmers, some shoulder stuff going on. Uh, so all of those are are related to. I say overtraining uh, because it means that you're putting too much load on a tissue when it doesn't have the ability to handle it. Mm-hmm. So, so tips and tricks: um, gradually build your training. Listen to your coach. Mm-hmm. Get some proactive treatment. Don't wait until something is barking at you so loud that you can't move uh, to call out an SOS and get some crisis care. Because uh, once you've had that, uh, the major flare up, it's already too late. And now we're doing damage control. So uh, pay attention to your bodies. Make sure you're getting adequate recovery and rest. Make sure you're getting good sleep. Stay super hydrated. Um, and in terms of paying attention to your bodies, listen, uh, when you do feel something that feels a little bit off, make sure you, you get it looked at, um, ask some, ask for some help, ask for some assistance, come see me if you want, uh, or, or see, see your, whoever your professional may be, um, and make sure they fix it quickly before that compensation kind of builds. Yeah. Th- those were some great tips. I'll concentrate it in a few sentences. That was awesome. Um, so would you say, you know, in terms of being proactive, that if you're an athlete, you know, you're regularly training and racing, that um, it would be to your benefit to be seeing a chiropractor regular, regularly? 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, Cairo or PT. If you're if you're an athlete, you want to see somebody that's more in the sports realm for sure. Okay. Not the uh, the traditional. Nothing against like the traditional um, family chiropractors. Uh, they they do great work. Or traditional PTs, they do great work as well. But you want to see somebody who has uh, some sports knowledge. Usually, mm-hmm. somebody who's like an athlete themselves. Mm-hmm. That really helps because they understand what mm-hmm. you're doing. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. yeah, yeah, I would, I think it, yes, people would benefit from regular care. Um, in terms of the interval of that care, that's, that's, what's different. Uh, like you up know, to you and the professional, you're it's seeing, up to probably. you and the, it's up to you and the professional, you know, I, yeah. I, I see all spectrums, uh, all across sure. the board. So if I have an athlete that's running a hundred miles a week, uh, they tend to see me weekly and they uh-huh. see me more for like performance and like, let me not break down. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and then you're kind of regular. I, I do maybe one marathon or I'm into, you know, run a couple five K's or I dabble in triathlon that regular interval, maybe like every two months or three months sure. or something just to make sure, make yeah. sure things are moving well. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. Yeah. And I'm asking that because I, I think a lot of people when you, do think of, you know, seeing a professional like yourself as when that crisis comes, like when something's wrong, I'm going to call that person versus, you know, being on top of your game and knowing that that's just a part of being, you know, this complete athlete is taking care of your whole body and doing it proactively. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. sure. I always, I always say to people, uh, do they just go to their dentist when, uh, they have a major toothache or do they, go for regular treatments to their dentist. Really good comparison. Yeah, that's awesome. And they and, do. So it's yeah. kind of the, kind of the same thing. Just the, sure. the, the body, uh, the body is housing the nervous system, your central nervous system, your brain and spinal cord. And you want to make sure everything is moving properly and sending yeah. the right signals. Cause then your chance for injury, illness, uh, goes drastically down. Right. Yeah. And I was pregnant the whole last year and I saw Ryan pretty regularly throughout that nine months. (laughs) And I will say I felt really good. So it was, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I even got a couple races in too, which, which, you know, speaking of confidence, you know, Ryan did, um, yeah, instill that in me. So sometimes you need that outside voice or that external person to help you. You know, you have the desire inside, but if you hear it validated, sometimes it's really helpful. Yes, so Ryan yes. would be that voice for me, which was I awesome. So, yeah, I, I appreciated that too. You know, you see, so you're talking about you see people who are maybe the everyday athlete, you know, want to do a few 5Ks mm-hmm. a year or something. But you also work with very high-profile athletes. Sure, yes. So I'm wondering, you know, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, like, would you have thought you'd be where you are today working with the types of people that you are? I guess yes, yes and no. I I think yes in terms of the fact that it was something that I I put out there into the universe as to as to who I wanted to be working with. So once once my my thoughts and my words were, were in alignment. I think it came to fruition. So I have a, a big believer in, um, positive affirmations. Hmm. So, uh, so yes, I did know that, uh, no, in terms of the, the main clientele being endurance athletes, because endurance athletics wasn't something 10 or 15 years ago. I saw myself gelling with really, mm-hmm. I, I saw team sport as, as what I, what I had loved and, uh, didn't really know much about triathlon 15 years ago. I, I'd known, I knew about Kona. 
Um, and right. <laughs> the world championships of Ironman and, sure. uh, you know, had heard about marathons and stuff, but, but yeah. So once, I think once it was something that I started understanding and participating in, uh, that's, that's when I started, uh, eventually I think attracting that clientele. Right. Yeah. I like what you said about what's putting something out in the universe. Like there's just like that sure. energy of like, Hey, I'm open to this. This is what I want. I'm going to go sure. for this. And then you know, you started to receive some of that back. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap up soon. Is there anything that you want to share that I haven't asked yet, Ryan, in terms of, you know, mm. athletics, chiropractic care, anything else you want to get out there? I think that in order to be the, the best version of yourself, whether it is in sport and in life, that I think you – should challenge yourself in a healthy way. And, uh, whether that be, uh, always trying to become a better version of yourself in, in terms of sport, in terms of family life, in terms of personal life. Uh, that's what I try to do every day. Some days I'm not great at it. Um, but I try to move forward in a forward direction and, uh, it's, it's really made my life more fulfilling. And I think, uh, everybody, you know, following their own path at personal, betterment, uh, will, will lead to a very fruitful and happy life. And, and, oh yeah, one more thing and get out in nature too. That will, (laughs) that will help a lot of your mental ailments, I think. Sure. Awesome. Thanks for that, Ryan. Really good (laughs) words. Really good words. Um, so I like to end asking our guests to share their favorite mantra, but actually before you do that, um, can you tell us just how people could contact you? So if anyone out there is interested in, you know, seeing you to get some help with their training racing, how could they get a hold of you? Sure. Yeah. So um, you can find me through the Edge Athlete Lounge webpage. Okay. Um, I will be I will be down there um, under under coaches. You can find a link that will you can set something up with me. Um, feel free to, I guess, email me as well. I'm I'm always open to talking to people to offer any advice or see if I'm able to help them with something. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. All right. So what's, what's a mantra or something maybe that inspires you to, you know, keep putting that each foot in front of another? Yeah, I guess I, I think in terms of, in terms of inspiration, um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm inspired by, by family and friends and, uh, something uh, since having, having two, two boys, uh, one of them, Leo, my toddler, and, and Miles, my little eight-month-old. Something that's been really inspirational to me is is being an example for them and trying to push myself further and push my limits and allow my kids to see that in the flesh uh, versus uh, you know leading by action, I think, uh, uh, and having him see that so I can hopefully inspire him and the younger generations to to really, you know, maybe think I'm a super cool dad and uh, and want to do the same and want to live a, a healthy and active lifestyle. A huge thanks to Dr. Ryan Vercota for being on this episode and sharing his words of wisdom regarding all things chiropractic treatment, endurance sports, and even a little family life. So all you athletes out there, hopefully this was a great reminder to be taking care of your bodies during this training and racing season.